Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast, a show where we bring you the best clips from our Red Men Plus content over the last week or so. Get involved with these shows in full video and podcast form over on redmenplus.com. If you sign up as a legend, you've still got time to enter our last couple of prize draws. We've got a Jamie Carragher signed programme, a Liverpool shirt signed by the amazing Ibu Kanata as well to give away on Boxing Day. So if you get yourselves involved, redmenplus.com, join as a legend, get yourselves in the hat to win potentially one of those amazing prizes and check out our latest upcoming feature, the 50 greatest Liverpool signings of all time. It's our countdown of Liverpool's 50 best ever transfers as voted by over 7,000 Liverpool fans. That'll be available on Redmen Plus on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day parts one and two. So yeah, get yourselves over there, get all that stuff and listen or watch these entire episodes in full. The first one is the Biased Football Podcast. This week, it was Paul, Chris, Dan and the return of our good friend Ben Kelly to have a big old chat about what is going on around the rest of the Premier League. Uh, just uh, one more thing I want to do before we uh, we wrap up. I want to do the who will be top of Christmas because obviously uh, Christmas Day is Monday um, this year, so no uh, biased football podcast for us next week. Um, I mean, Steele will probably be working in the night because um, he can't help himself, but uh, we won't be able to do the pod. So I want to ask the question. Obviously, we've got Arsenal to come uh, at the weekend. Villa, I've got Sheffield United. Um, I've just spent the weekends with my... I've got one brother-in-law who's an Arsenal fan and, and two who are Aston Villa fans. And they were all... It was the happiest everyone's ever been together uh, at any one given time. So that was the thing. But the Villa fans, I was a little like... It's never happened while they've been alive. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, yeah. and certainly yeah. not certainly not while I've known them. Yeah. Um, you know, the occasionally <laughs> Villa have obviously come up with some good results here and there mm. along along the way, and even Arsenal have been crap for you know most of the last ten years. But um, the Villa fans were so like not like you know overtly stupidly confident, but in like that playful way that you get to be when there's no expectation on you. And they were all doing it. The weekend going, well, you'll drop points to you know. You know Brighton will do something with, with they've got, Arsenal. They've got and then their own spreadsheets with Liverpool mm-hmm. and Arsenal. Yeah. Thing on, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, they, they look like they're having an absolute whale of a time. And when you look at the um, look at the league table, so obviously Arsenal top of the pile on 39, Liverpool second on 38, level on points with Aston Villa. Um, just Liverpool have got a plus 21 goal difference to Villa's 16. Um, what do we reckon? Who's going to be who's going to be top of Christmas this uh, year? Yeah, yes. We yeah. beat Arsenal. Yeah, I think we do. 
I think we do. The, oh, the, the thing about the Arsenal is that they, like they just consistently shit themselves at Anfield. Like they, 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 there was a whole there was a whole thing on the Amazon documentary a couple of years ago about mm. Arteta telling them don't 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 lose your heads. I lost my head here once. And yeah, lost five, and blah, 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 blah. And then he lost his head. And, 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 and they lost four 0 Like and then even last year with Xhaka and all that two 0 up in that game, mm-hmm. absolutely in cruise control against the poorest Liverpool side that we've seen for some time. And I just think that half five, Sassy night, Anfield's going to be bladdered, by the way, um, <laughs> two days before well, Christmas. I spoke to Ross and I was like, are you, are you coming for the game? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely drinking for this one, the yeah. Arsenal game. He's like, yeah, sound so am I. I've had this one in my diary yeah. for ages. I was like, what time are you going out? And he goes, half 12. I went, lads, I'm not going. <laughs> at half 12. For our, and I went, what time's kickoff? We're half five. I went, I will see you at some point yeah. before the game. I am not Five starting. Hours worth of- no, I won't yeah. remember the game. No, no, no. no. Um, but I admire the energy. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> but I, admire, I admire the commitment to it. But the point being is, you know, I, I, I do get the feeling that we, as a result of all of that and that what what's at stake in terms of, you know, mm. it's a nice little thing to be top at Christmas. The atmosphere on Saturday will be, I think, probably what we were hoping it would have been yesterday. Yeah. And it, it didn't quite, but I just mm. get the feeling that we, we rarely have Saturday night half five kickoffs at home, which yeah. I think for starters will get people in the mood, being two days before Christmas as well, just mm. adds to it. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I think that there's so much pressure that gets thrown on, it's going to be thrown in that game because, again, the Villa stuff. And, and it goes back to our, we've been saying this throughout, like for weeks now, it's all on City, it's all on City. So, you know, City are out the equation for a bit. They're behind us in points, they're behind us in the table. There's a chance they could be fifth in the league, you know, by the end of the by the end of the weekend if, if Spurs have their way as well. Um I don't it wouldn't be the end of the world if Villa ended up top, but they've got Sheffield United. Villa should be picking up the points, and then that's on Liverpool or Arsenal to go and grab it really, because if they can't, and it, look it's the foibles of the league, it could be a draw. And that will that will really blow <laughs> blow things sort of wide open. But I don't know. I'm, I'm weirdly calm and kind of laissez faire. I agree with that point. I think there's now even more on that Arsenal game, and I, I don't mind that from our perspective. I don't mind us being a little bit like we've got to we've we've got to show Arsenal yeah. what it means to be in a title race kind of thing. I like I like that idea. And I think the noise is coming out of the players. Virgil van Dijk posted it on Instagram. And that can they do that regardless, of course they do. But the noise is coming out of the players on the back of yesterday suggests to me that they know they were below par against Manchester United and they're going to want to put that right. And Ben mentioned all the factors there. It's Anfield, it's R5, it's right before Christmas. Like the, This fixture, including the West Ham one in this as well, I think it's a bit of a godsend really. The fact we are playing back-to-back so quickly, both at Anfield, like, that's ideal. It could have been looting away for followed by Crystal Palace away. I know they're dumb, but it could have been those two types of yeah. fixtures. And all of a sudden you're looking at that going, oh, we've had a ball, crappy draw against United and we've got these two. But West Ham and Arsenal home back to back right before Christmas. Like I'd have signed up for that weeks, months ago. So I think it's worked out as well as it possibly could. And because of that, I'm backing us to to grab it really and sort of take it by the scruff of the neck. And we need to because we haven't been playing well for a considerable amount of time now. So it feels like an opportunity for Liverpool to make that statement. The statement we would have liked to have seen yesterday against Manchester United, of course, would have, but that's just because they're our rivals. In many ways, what we do now for the next six days or whatever it is could be a bigger statement in terms of what the season means. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you've got to remember, I think, as well, and to add on to what Dan said there, we have got them, Ben said it in the last in the, on the main podcast, we've got them in early February or whatever yeah. it is, mm. isn't it? Away from home. So now's the chance to go out there and get three points and, and guarantee that from those two games, you're going to come out at least 
level on points yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is, you know, hopefully four points, six points out of those two games is what you need. Is that a game, the away one in the league, that if Egypt make the final, we miss in Salah? I absolutely that... hope not. But also, I'm not that arse because he's been playing like arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He shows up, doesn't he? All our he other players up. are playing really well as well, though, in attack. So we'll be fine. It's just that we haven't got a right winger. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not sure off the top of my head. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. We played Chelsea on the Wednesday night, the 31st of January. Yeah. And I think that's definitely in there. That will be, yeah. I think we played Bournemouth in the mix. Bournemouth on the 21st of January. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so it might be it might be back for Arsenal. I think it's Third of February. I'll, ta- yeah, I'll double check it. So you're right. Third of February is when we play Arsenal. Yeah, that's combination. If final, get, yeah, final date. There we go. Um, and it's normally like the first week of February mm. that that mm. that that gets played. Get, you get knocked <laughs> out early. Eleventh of February oh my oh God. God. Uh, is okay, the really? final African Cup of Nations final. Yeah, so right. zero chance. If yeah. I think Egypt are too much of a one man band for them, yeah, I don't think like they're going to get that. I mean, but if they're not going to win it, go out in the group stage, please. But um, but like mm. I just don't see them. It could be famous last words, but even more so than two years ago when they ended up in the final with Mane, Senegal, they're, yeah. they're weaker than they were then, and I don't. I just don't think he got enough even as you say all joking aside even he's not in good enough form to feel like he's really dragging through but I do hope he wins something for his country but you know I know that in a way well if he wants to win the Ballon d'Or you know that's one of the the sort of tick points for him isn't Mm. it like I mean he's going to have to win a major Mm. a major honour along the way and you know obviously Liverpool winning the Premier League would help but Mm. we'll see how well that's weighted towards you know if if, if one of the other like if Jude Bellingham lifts the European Cup with yeah. Real Madrid, you know, I mean, that's going to make a make a big difference. If someone Harry Kane lifts the Euros with mm-hmm. with England, that will go in his favour. So Salah could do with that. Yeah. But you're right; I don't know enough about Egypt to know whether they've got enough to go on that. But just bringing it back, um, yeah, I, 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 it's it's great stuff, isn't it? You know, the week before Christmas Perfect. to have like a League Cup quarter final when you can start. You can if you get that box, it's either. Liverpool get knocked out and we're disappointed, and I think it adds a bit more fuel to the to the Arsenal fire. Or you're looking ahead to we've got a two legged semi final, and you're two games away from a from a you know another trophy, you know a chance at a trophy. Um, and again, you could be could be top of Christmas. I know we're not the team that are great at dealing with such things, but uh, mm. everyone else seems to be good at it. So you know, maybe well, we, we have done it. Yes. You know, yeah, we have actually it. won when we've been top of Christmas, so yeah, it's yeah. fine, it's just we've lost more. Um, <laughs> but we get a chance to go level on to all, will it be in terms of being that and not uh, winning yeah. it? Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay, so yeah, it's just Are we top in 13 14, top of Christmas? I think we're well, three 20, two down, maybe. What about 2018 19? Were we, we top, were top of Christmas? 13 yes. 14, we were top of Christmas, and 20 COVID season 20, we were top of Christmas. Okay, we'll, as well. think about goal difference, right? My sneaky feeling on this is that again it's just it's just a milestone. It's just a get to there, get to get to top and get to the normally the team that's top of Christmas is also, I think, historically tends to have bigger leads when Liverpool are top of Christmas <laughs> yeah. and we don't win, it's normally a lot closer. And we've had that fucking cheating team behind us every time. Mm, yes. Everton. But I, I my sneaky feeling that's... is Everton, yeah. the, the bigger cheaters, <laughs> the admittedly cheating, no, the unadmittedly cheating. Um, I think this is going to be. It's, I think it's just setting up for a, a really mad, like back and forth. You can know the fact that we've gone top and then not, and then falling off is not what yeah. happens. That's not we don't normally do that. So I feel that like we might have a completely different kettle of fish on our hands this time around. To you wouldn't really want a kettle of fish. Would no, you? no, 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 no. I wouldn't stink. think. Get in. How do they get out? 
Boiled fish. One at a time. <laughs> um, do you think Liverpool can be top at Christmas? Do you think they're going to beat Arsenal? Or, or do you think it will be Villa that will steal a march on both of those to take the top spot? over the festive period let us know in the comments thanks to Paul and the guys for that one let's move on it is Jano Inside Time yes again this week I was joined by Neil Jones Liverpool Jano extraordinary to have a little chat about Liverpool's injuries who they're missing who they could get back and all that kind of stuff so yeah check out what Neil had to say let's start with Alexis I think I don't think you spoke about it on last week's show I think Jürgen kind of confirmed it afterwards out that it's bad so I mean it doesn't sound great when he says that the stud went right through the muscle into his bone. Yeah. And now we have to wait till the T-Hold has been pretty painful. Um, obviously, he missed the game the other day. It feels like this one, this might be one that lingers on a little bit. Like, I'd be shocked if we see him Wednesday. I'd be shocked if we saw yeah. him on the weekend. It, it doesn't, I mean, obviously, his, his Instagram pictures didn't do any favours when he's walking around <laughs> no. on crutches. But like, no. he, like, he, like his, his leg was hanging no, off. I but did, yeah. it's a it's, it's a strange injury. Like, Liverpool seem to get these weird injuries. But, like... It has been a blow to, to not have Alexis. I think we definitely yeah. missed him at the weekend. It, you, you, we have noticed what we've lost since he's been at the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously we've gone to talk about Gravenberg, but you lose yeah. another midfield in the meantime as well, which adds adds further pressure. I, I don't know. I mean, Pep's obviously doing his Pep Linders is doing his press conference later today. So I actually tried to ask, and Tony just ignored me, um, missed missed me eye, and just left the press conference on on Sunday. I was about to ask what Jota and McAllister. Um, was there any chance of them featuring in the Christmas games and <laughs> it didn't happen so I would hope he gets asked today or, or he offers that up Pep um, yeah you're right Liverpool I've missed them definitely I think I think what you're seeing before his injury was that they were getting the hang of using McAllister and getting the hang of what how they have to play when he plays in that midfield and he was I think his, just his form was improving you know he, I thought he was pretty good against Sheffield United obviously had that Big moments against Fulham. Um, I think a few people were surprised he was taken off in that game when he was playing so well. Did okay at City as well. One of the one of the players who I think found a good level there. So he has been missed. Um, you can see. I thought Endo played well on 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 Sunday. I thought he. I thought for him, you know, he he can come away and say, well, I didn't. I, I didn't lose many battles. I didn't sort of you know hinder my team in in any way. I I, I played forward when I could. But he's not quite the same in terms of the way he moves the ball. He's not as, as sharp. He's not as quick. He's not as um, you know probing with those passes. He's a little bit more robotic. You know, you can sort of you can read what he's going to do a little bit bit um, easier if you're the defending side. He's not going to surprise you too much. But uh, have just having bodies, I think, is is, this the, is the more important thing at this stage because Liverpool are just looking a little bit, you know. Just a couple short sometimes in, in games, whether it's, you know, if a couple are off it, have you got anyone else? And the one the one that I, I wrote about on, on Monday, and I think McAllister's definitely one that they missed, but Jota, I think, is the one that they've missed badly um, since he got injured. And there's a, a stat that I've used, which they've scored nine goals in the Premier League since he, he was injured, and only one of them has been from the forwards. And I, I don't think that's any coincidence. I think that, you know, Liverpool have found it either more difficult to create good chances in the box or to or to convert them in the box. And I think Jota helps with both of those those aspects, you know, especially in, in games where you've got tight defences, where you're crossing it a lot, where you're, you know, you're spending a lot of time in the opposition half and you're sort of having to rely on second balls, ricochets, you know, reactions, those kind of things. That's where Jota shines. So I would love, dearly love, 
if Pep Linders give us some hope that he could be featuring against Arsenal because they're his favourite opponents. Absolutely, loves going. He could go against Arsenal, well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the, the the question he was running, wasn't he? I think that was the last update we yeah. got on Jota. So he can't be. He hopefully isn't too far away. It's just how cautious you be. Liverpool have got now. Game Wednesday, Saturday, they, Tuesday. They've got a decent break between the Burnley and the Newcastle game, haven't they? You know, for, yeah. about as good as it could be, really. You know, for a Christmas period, we're Five used to we're used to twenty six, twenty eight, aren't Six-ish. we? You know, twenty six, twenty nine, or whatever. They've got, they've got, you know, a decent clear week there. But the need obviously is there. I think Burnley. I think you could, without being disrespectful, I think they could. There are, there are, there is scope to. To make a few changes to the team, you can, I can imagine Jarrell Kwan's are playing in, in a game like that. Burnley you know. away is different, isn't it? Yeah, the exactly. Burnley away on Boxing Day or New Year's Day. Yeah, Burnley away now. And yeah, and it's not that's not a case of oh, it'll be easy. It's just different, different yeah, challenge. A different challenge. And, and and players who are capable of playing in, in, in a game like that, you know, Endo, um, Harvey Elliott potentially, you know, get a start in a league game, which he hasn't done too often. Um, but just having people like Jota. Available on the bench even for 15 minutes. Obviously, the the, the knock-on effect of him not being available is that you sort of there's been the three have really been asked to do it all, haven't they? In the in the league games, you know, and, and with Gakpo as, as the sub, and it, it it just means that maybe they're adding the fatigue, but they're also they're not in form as well, so it it, it just stands out a little bit more. But yeah, having Jota McAllister back. ASAP would be very nice and you know we'll segue into Ryan Gravenberg yeah, if so you Ryan like Gravenberg, obviously um, Jürgen's comments after the game where he told me it got worse during the game so it means it was not bam <laughs> we hoped it would go by but it didn't I was not serious we don't know if he'll be a part of the next three matches we'll see I mean it's unlikely that a fella ever goes down like that and just yeah. plays like a few days yeah. later for Liverpool it, it didn't look particularly great for Ryan Gravenberg again he's someone you mentioned before what young players who haven't, he hasn't played a lot yeah, yeah. and then he's been thrown into what's been a very intense schedule and he's, he has, he's picked up injuries all through, he's had little ones and twos or three missed the Brentford game didn't he where he, he'd, he'd got a few a little knock as well just before the uh, international break yeah, yeah just before that so it just feels like he's another one who it's, it's, it's no real surprise really for a lad who hasn't played footy for a year at this time of year to get a little muscle injury yeah. it's it just it depends how now because when you lose, you've already got no Thiago and Bacetic, we'll see how that, that could be any time, who knows. <laughs> then you lose McAllister and then you go grab him. All of a sudden you've gone from having like six, seven, eight, nine midfield options and you're down to, to the, not bare bones, but you're down to a couple less. Yeah. And those lads are being asked to go to the well again and again and again. Like, Gravenberg's got in the team because Curtis got injured, it's worth mentioning, suspended and injured. Yeah. It does give Curtis an opportunity, but Liverpool, again, three games in, in six days or whatever that they've got to play Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Tuesday. It isn't ideal. It really no, isn't. it's no, it's not. Um, I mean, it was a it's a shame for Gravenberg because just before he got injured, he'd just done the best thing he'd done in the whole game, hadn't he? He just had that run where he, he, he it's just ended on the ed- edge of the box, and I, that's the best thing about him the way he plays. He carries the ball. He carries the ball, but he, he you know, he, if you roll it in someone, he's got his back to someone. He, you know, he's not going to lose it because he's just so strong and 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 sort of wiry in the way he can turn. You're right, yeah. Him, him not playing many games for Bayern. That's 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 the effect of it, isn't it? When you're you're not conditioned to that that level of schedule, and Liverpool have been relatively careful with him. He hasn't, you know. I don't think he's done ninety minutes too often. Yeah. Um, they obviously tried to manage him on on Thursday night in in uh, Belgium. He, he come off for forty five, and then he he goes down just before the hour. So I'd be surprised if we see him. I'd be, I'd be amazed if we see him tomorrow. I'd be surprised if we see him against Arsenal and Burnley, to be perfectly honest. Just because of the nature of a hamstring injury seems to be minimum 10 days, two weeks, doesn't it? So 
fingers crossed you just get that sort of unexpected delight that it was just a bit of cramp or fatigue in the muscle but I'm not holding my breath on that one I think we might not see Gravenberg until at least January the 1st yeah we'll see how that one pans out <coughs> his press comments a bit but later you're, on. Sorry, but you're right I mean Curtis Jones then Harvey Elliott Step up, maybe yeah, maybe Gakpo in midfield. You know, maybe you see that. Trent. Um, possibly Trent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, given the way Joe Gomez played second half again at right back with Trent in midfield, why not? Why not have a look at that? Um, but Curtis, I think what 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 Curtis might do a little bit is just add a, add a degree of sort of calm to, to things you know it, a lot of it on on Sunday was obviously quite frantic wasn't it you know it, it felt like Liverpool was sort of chasing a winner from from the word go um, maybe just brings a little bit more of that kind of tactical you know reliability but you want to see him get back to back to the form he showed you know he's he, he's had he had a difficult start over in Belgium didn't he, he hasn't started the league game um, for a few so opportunity for him when McAllister, Gravenberg are out. Absolutely, and then the final injury. Not <coughs> not everyone might be aware of this one, of course. It's, it's about Ben Doak. So he was taken off. Twenty eighth minute, Liverpool beat Chelsea at um, Kirby on Sunday two one. It was a, a late goal from um, Bobby Clark, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I'm right in saying. It, but, but Ben Doak came off in the twenty eighth minute, <laughs> replaced by a young Jace Beard, and, um, and it was his knee. Yeah, and knee injuries are never great. But like, if Liverpool were again another player who might have been involved on Wednesday, at least on the bench. Yeah. People are running out of forwards a little bit. We've well down to they've got one misnomer already. Um, it, it it wasn't a great look when Bento hobbled off with a knee. I know we haven't had no official no. date yet, but it wasn't brilliant. No, it's not, and it's not good timing for for him. Obviously, with the West Ham game, well, again, barely. Yeah, indeed, yeah, and fingers crossed, it's not a serious serious injury for him. For him, first and foremost. But yeah, that's another one that just puts a bit of more strain on the bench. You know, he wasn't. He, I'm guessing he played for the 21s on Sunday with the idea of West Ham on Wednesday. You know, yeah. I, I would have thought he'd have been on the bench for the first team, but probably they deemed no, it's better for him to get some minutes. So to go down with an injury is not ideal. Um, there were some positives for the 21s. You mentioned Bobby Clark scored the winner. That was his first game in close to three months. Great goal as well. If, if anyone's seen it, a sort of proper. Uh, Thierry Henry finishing to the far corner. Great for him. Is it is it too early to put him in the squad for West Ham? Probably. But I know he'd love to. Oakley Cannonier came back. Harvey Blair came back. I don't think they'll be they'll be featuring in these games. They probably missed their the boat in in the sense of um the Europa League games earlier in the season. But yeah, losing Doak, it's not the biggest blow in the world in terms of you know, oh, Ben Oak's injured, but it does put further strain on the bench, the squad, um, the attacking options that Jürgen's got within games and, and you know, to rest. You know, for example, he could have started Doak against West Ham for 45 and brought on Salah for 45. Now he can't. It might give a chance to Kate Gordon, possibly, in, instead, and he moves into that role, but... Yeah, the more bodies you've got at this time of year, the better. And, and first and foremost for, for Ben, let's hope it's not a, a bad injury. Yeah, never, never nice in ears. I was just looking because Kay Gordon wasn't involved with the twenty ones. He wasn't involved with the 18s. He wasn't on the pool's bench, so maybe they are looking after Kay. Yeah, absolutely. We saw them. Play, he, he got an hour, didn't he? he, he got an hour much. in midweek, but like it, 
I, I want to speak about this one actually while we're here because I, again, I, I might be reading way too much into this and feel free to just tell me <clears throat> it was a meaningless game and Liverpool weren't bothered. But like, I found it quite interesting that it was, it was Benzo who got shifted away to the left and Kate Gordon played more on the right hand side, like, and then almost like he was like a seniority type of thing. I don't know what, what, yeah. what I don't know, I might, be, I might be reading way too yeah. much into that, but like, I think it's fair to say if, if Gordon is available for the next couple of days. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets minutes in the next in the next week at some point. No, I thought look, I thought okay done okay actually as well. I thought yes, you know, it was a d- very difficult game, wasn't it? It wasn't a very exciting game, but I thought he looked quite positive. He carried the ball a few times. Going on, on a few free kicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I listen, I don't know I don't know this for sure, but I think that was more the type of player Cade is yeah, yeah. Connor Bradley playing right back. You don't want two players who, who dribble down the line, so maybe you want Cade yeah, sort yeah. of coming in field a little bit and, and opening that space. But um not, I don't think there's that much wrong with almost pitting them against each other. You know, I've heard people say that about about Liverpool Academy players. Actually, Conor Bradley was one that they used. I think it was Bradley Ramsey and um, another forgotten man, really. But Isaac McBayer. Someone said, "Well, almost just let them let them run and see who runs the furthest." You know, that's that's the kind of mm-hmm. the mentality. You know, don't don't shy away from the fact that yeah, they're both they're both pretty much competing for one spot in in on the bench maybe or, or in the squad. Um, you know, like I say, opportunities come from misfortune sometimes and Ben Doak's misfortune might be Kay Gordon's opportunity, but I don't think anyone would begrudge Kay Gordon an opportunity after the, the luck he's had. So possibly we'll see him, might see him start against West Ham, might see him on the bench, might see him on the bench in a few games coming up. Um, I'd be delighted to see him come on and make an impact. You know, it's easy to forget how, how good a player he is, isn't it? And I think he's brilliant. was. Um, let's, uh, let's hope he's he gets back to that kind of level that he was at before his injury. I think he's fantastic. Big big future, hopefully, for him. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. 
Thank you very much to Neil for coming in, yeah. And then last but not least this week, it's the final word show. Liverpool through to the Carabao Cup semi-finals after wiping the floor with West Ham. They hammered the hammers, pardon the ridiculously rubbish pun. And after the game, it was Dan Club, it was John Machen and Paul Machen having a big old chat about what we learned from Liverpool's win over David Moyes' hammers. Just on, the likes of Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Joel Quanta, Joe Gomez and Cody Gakpo they all come into this conversation really in one way or another they all took the chance essentially last night because they were all new into the starting 11 do you think any of them Paul have really I mean Curtis Jones is probably the standout when it comes to this but do you think any of them have really put their hand up for selection when it comes to the Arsenal game I mean it's difficult for Harvey Elliott because I mentioned this to Chris earlier his two positions are Mohamed Salah's and Domsa Bozlai so it's nigh on impossible for them to sort of drop out, would you say? Well, it's interesting because, yeah, look, there's no there's no chance that Harvey Elliott starts in place of Mohamed Salah against Arsenal. It's just not going to happen. But it is interesting that Salah's position has changed this season. I'm probably the, I'm probably the back end of last, certainly, as well, where he's not he's not the flying winger anymore because Har- the big criticism of Harvey Elliott with, with him being the understudy to Mo Salah was his pace and Elliott actually I think he's, he's improved his pace I don't know how possible that actually is he's certainly quicker mm-hmm. but he's not fast you know he's not electric he's not the kind of guy who's going to accelerate away from people like Ben Doak's got that he's got that raw pace Harvey hasn't got that but Salah doesn't use that pace in that that role anymore for us and you can even see it last weekend you know the time when the ball gets played over to him and three or four years ago Salah's racing onto that and even he's not there anymore so the new Mohamed Salah sort of role for whatever we want to call it Elliot probably suits that actually better than he would have done three years ago. So you can see him flourishing that. It's that it's that role where you play. He, he will make the pitch big. He will go and stand on the touchline. And that's certainly how we started the game against West Ham, which is great because it just stretches their defence a little bit. But actually with Harvey, he wants to just get on the ball. He wants to pick up pockets of space. He wants to make things happen. And he's got the eye for goal. He nearly scored a, he scored a screamer in the first half. I was kind of right behind it. Obviously opposite end of the pitch. And it just goes wide of the right top hand, top hand corner. I... <laughs> I, there's a big question whether that's his best position or the or the attacking eight. Mm-hmm. I just think we need to find a way to get him in the team at the moment. And look, Thomas Bosley scored a great goal, so I think he's probably just he's at the right there. moment to come back to a little semblance of form. But he's Harvey still, he's still got age on his side, hasn't he? I think yeah. you know we've got a couple of years before we need to definitely you know find his position. But um, he, he gets better and better every time I see him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm always amazed by his touch. I mean, the, the beauty of him. When he plays out on the on the wing, is that if you push the ball to him, it's instantly in control. Yeah, all the time, not just once or twice. Never ever out of his control, yeah. uh, and from that he's able to jockey past people, and he does have a bit of pace over a few yards. And he he can do loads of damage. It's his it's it's the all round stuff as well. He, he tackles back brilliantly and again that was a critique of him playing in the midfield was does he do enough cover we had trends at right yeah. back etc etc yeah he does he, he's one of them I think some players particularly like flair players you see it you can train them into it and you can have like a hot period where they're under loads of instruction and they know the job and they'll, and they'll do it but like when the, the chips are down and it's and you're tired and it's hard it's not f- 
second nature to them. Mm-hmm. Harvey Elliott, it is. Yeah. And the amount of times he'll just go back and, and be dogged and, and, and go and not necessarily like go and put a big slide in and come away with the ball, but he'll go and get a toe on it, he'll knock it away, or he'll win throw ins, or he'll do it. He'll disrupt the play mm-hmm. brilliantly. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of them. If he had another half a yard of pace and he was, you know, six inches taller, you'd be talking about, you know, where, where can he go with that? He's going to have to continue to work harder than, than everyone else probably for the rest of his career because of those things. Yeah. But right now, yeah, I think he's been, I think he's our he's our 12th man at the moment. Yes. But the, the beauty is when we won the title, Oxley chamberlain was our 12th man, but he was never going to be more than that because obviously post-injuries, he, he had a ceiling. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good Elliot can be, but if you told me he was starting against Arsenal, I'd be. I honestly would not care. I think if you look at his ability to pass the ball, you know those those lovely one twos he plays in his positional sense. You know, you're never going to be unhappy about him being in the team, and and that speaks just how impressive he's been. Certainly, started last season and what he's done so far. This um, very technically proficient football, very intelligent football as well, and one who we can never doubt his work rate with because he just works his socks off every he's time. A, he's a fan. Exactly. Having fans of the team in the team yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. There's a reason why you know, like you, the Jay Spearings and John Flanagan's and you know Ricky Lambert and all these guys, you'd get more, you'd get a level above. Uh, these players just because they want to do it for the football club yeah, absolutely yeah I do want to have a quick conversation about Joe Gomez as well because I thought it was another really impressive night for him right back of course does this fast forward the conversation about Trent going into midfield permanently because obviously we've seen that when Trent comes on it still feels a little bit experimental when we do it because we haven't seen it in the biggest of games yet mm-hmm. obviously Saturday is probably the biggest of games yeah. given where we both are in the league and stuff yeah, like that given Martinelli on the left do you think it's time I do. Um, I think for the Arsenal game in particular, I look. We had we had good success. We obviously unveiled the inverted Trent in against against Arsenal at Anfield last season, um, and it ultimately worked well. You know, as the game wore on. But I think if I think if Alexis McAllister was fit, I don't. I think you would. I don't think you would. I think you persist with Trent. But I think Gomez's form has been so good, and I just think as much as Endo's actually make, makes this a more interesting conversation probably than it was two or three weeks ago. Trent's been playing more and more of it. He's the most cultured player who can play in that position that we've got. I do wonder whether this might be the game that they go I mean, for. I, interesting. I, I don't agree. Particularly, I think I love Joe Gomez. And I think he is playing out of his skin at the moment and is definitely worth a place. But for me, Trent controls games of football as an inverted player and not as a defensive midfield player. Mm. And, you know, I think if you stick him in, when I've seen him go into the DM role, his influence on the game is much, much less. Mm-hmm. And I think freeing him up is the the key to us beating football teams I think I think Curtis Jones is key to this I think if you start Curtis Jones then I think you can play Trent in that position whereas I think if you play Gravenberch I don't think I don't think you can we've seen that against Fulham didn't we and that's when his influence definitely did wane on the game he wasn't anywhere near as good and then we put him into an 8 of stroke 10 by the end of it and all of a sudden he was brilliant again so it's a really interesting conversation I I'm sort of in the middle still, but I am edging further and further towards maybe it is time for Trent to go in. What, what surprises me is how we solved our poor fullback problem where we conceded lots of goals mm. because of the, the, the way we played as fullback. And we can we actually solved that by moving him out of being a fullback yeah. and left it blank. Yeah. It was crazy. No, no, it's absolutely insane. It's, it's a, it, the big question really is, you know, it, is the inverted thing actually 
right for us because we, we and Chris were having this conversation the other day. Liverpool, I don't think have have lost. We've lost like one game, I think, since we in the league Spurs, since we yeah. since we moved to that sort of system. But also, I've watched us shift formation lots in games of football well, in that United, time. He played, but he went back to playing wide. Mm. You know, Trent Plant spent the whole of the first half on the right wing yeah. with no influence whatsoever no. on the game. Yeah. It's nice to have the flexibility, I suppose, isn't it? Cheers to Dan and cheers to Team Machin for that one. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes, that is us wrapping up the Redmen Weekly Podcast for this week. Like I say, go over to redmenplus.com, get yourselves involved if you want those shows in their entirety, plus all of our amazing upcoming Christmas content. The game on Saturday as well, if you want to get involved with that one, we'll have loads of pre-game and post-game stuff, both over on our YouTube channel and, of course, again over on Redmen Plus including the watch along on YouTube with me and Errol so wherever you're watching if you want to mute the telly put us on your second device listen to our commentary get involved with all our fans uh, you've got live chats you've got songs you've got stats and basically just really really biased Liverpool coverage of the game then yeah get yourselves involved on the watch along on YouTube final shout out one more time for the 50 greatest Liverpool signs of all time that will be available Christmas Eve and Christmas Day get yourselves involved with that one if I don't speak to you beforehand have a very very Merry Christmas we'll be back with another Red Men Weekly Podcast next Friday take care